the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again today. Thank you for sharing the program with your friends as well. If you're watching on Facebook, I encourage you to go to the While You Are Single Facebook page and go to the video section and you have access to all the other While You Are Single TV videos. I also encourage you to go to our website, whileyouaresingle.org, where I have lots of resources that will be a blessing to you. You can also listen to the While You're Single podcast on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes and look for While You're Single. Thanks again for joining the program. Let's open up in prayer. Father, thank you for the privilege to share your word again. I thank you for the person that is watching right now. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word. And Father, give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, I want to talk about dream triggers. It's close to about 11 years since I uh, released my book, Rejected for a Purpose. How God uses rejection to help you find and fulfill your destiny. And the main gist of the book is that God uses rejection as a vehicle, as a tool to navigate you toward his plan for your life, whether it's to go somewhere whether it's to do something or whether it's to be with someone. Uh, Rejection is a tool that God uses to navigate you to that person, to that place, to that project. Having said that, in the book, I used many examples of individuals who, through rejection, fulfilled their destiny. I give examples of people in the Bible as well as people in real life. One of the prominent examples that I used in the book was the story of Joseph in the Bible. I'm sure you've heard about Joseph. His story begins in Genesis chapter 37. And to give a quick overview, basically, Joseph had a dream. And of course, his brothers were not feeling him regarding his dream. They hated him because of his dreams and they sold him to slavery, which is a form of rejection. So rejection got Joseph in Egypt. And while he was there, he ended up serving the captain of the guard for Pharaoh, and this person was Potiphar. So while Joseph was working for Potiphar, Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce Joseph, and Joseph was not having it, and the next thing you know, she ends up getting him sent to prison. So basically, she rejected him, and he ends up in prison. So rejection gets Joseph in Egypt. The brothers rejected him, thinking uh, what they were doing to him will ensure that he does not fulfill his dream. Little did they know they were actually pushing him further to achieving his dreams because Egypt was the area where he was to fulfill his dream. He ends up in Potiphar's house because of Potiphar's wife's accusation, false accusation against him. He ends up in prison and while he's in prison, he meets a baker and a butler, Pharaoh's baker and butler both of whom ends up in prison because they displeased Pharaoh. So basically, Pharaoh rejected them and they ended up in prison. So rejection gets Joseph in prison. Rejection gets the baker and the butler in prison. 
and the butler or the or Pharaoh's cupbearer ends up being the divine connection, the person that connects Joseph to Pharaoh, and the rest is history. So uh, that's kind of like an overview of how God uses uh, rejection. Rejection gets Joseph in prison. Uh, rejection gets the, the butler in prison. They connect, and eventually Joseph ends up as the second in command in Egypt. Okay, having said that, I'd like to say this as a quick reminder. Being rejected does not necessarily mean something is wrong with you. It usually means something or someone is wrong for you. Nevertheless, even though I wrote the book a couple of years ago, um, even since then, you know, I've learned a few more things. Uh, the idea that God uses people not wanting you, people not accepting you, people pushing you away as a tool to help you find and fulfill your destiny is has been reinforced over the years. And I've learned a few more things that uh, uh, pushes that concept even more. And uh, I like to go back to the story of Joseph, and I just want to share a few things that I learned not too long ago. And uh, the story of Joseph, like I mentioned earlier, starts in Genesis 37. In verses 2 and 4, we hear that Joseph uh, brought back a bad report about his brothers to his dad. Uh, uh, Joseph's dad was Jacob. And uh, basically, Joseph, you know, gave a bad report about his brothers. He told on them to his dad. Uh, then we learn that uh, Joseph's dad, Jacob, loved Joseph more than his brothers, and he made him a special coat. And the Bible says that when the brothers realized that their dad, Jacob, loved Joseph more than he loved them, the Bible says they hated him. They hated him because Jacob, their dad, loved Joseph more than he loved them. Let me stop right there and pause a little bit. Some of you are wondering why some people don't like you, some people don't want you, some people don't accept you, some people rebuff you, some people refuse you, and you're trying to figure out why this is happening. You're trying to figure out what you did. Newsflash. Sometimes when people don't like you, it has nothing to do with what you did or did not do. Let me say that again. Sometimes when people put you at arm's length, when people have something against you, it has nothing to do with you and has more to do with others. In other words, sometimes some people don't like you because some other people like you. Sometimes some people don't want you because other people want you. Sometimes some people don't accept you because other people accept you, because other people admire you, because other people speak well of you, because other people respect you, because other people have, you have favor in the eyes of some people and people are hating on you because people admire, respect, and speak highly of you than they do of them. The point I'm trying to make is, Stop stressing yourself out over something you have no control over. It's not your fault that you have favor with people. It's not your fault that people admire you. It's not your fault that people like you and as a result, other people don't like you. In this particular instance, the Bible did not say they hated him because he told on them. The Bible says they hated him because his dad loved him more than he loved them. 
So stop pulling your hair out. Stop losing your marbles. Stop being bent out of shape. Stop stressing yourself over something you have no control over. They hated Joseph because his dad loved him more than he loved them. He had no control over that. You had, there are times where you have no control over why people don't like you. Okay. Having said that, this is really where I'm going with this. The next verse, Genesis 37 verse 5 says, and Joseph had a dream. <laughs> okay. Thank God for the newer Bible translation. There's so many translations. I am grateful for them and I use them a lot. And one of the main reasons why we have newer translations is to simplify the biblical text. The goal is to help us be able to read and understand what we're reading. So they try to modernize the old English language to make it more um, relevant, to make it more understandable, comprehensible. Uh, so that's the main goal for a lot of the translations. You know, they, they, they want to simplify things for us to understand when we're reading them. Unfortunately, a drawback of that sometimes is things are lost in translation. Words are dropped. And when certain words are dropped, the way they were translated in the original text, a, a deeper meaning to what's a, a context is missed. I say that because I'm about to say something that if I tell you now, you're going to read another translation that doesn't have it. And you're like, what is he talking about? Like I said, in Genesis 37, verse 5, I said, and Joseph had a dream. Uh, a lot of translations don't put the and there. Uh, they just say he had a dream or say something else. Okay. But that's very important. Uh, so I'm going to refer to two translations that bring this out. I'm not, I don't believe they're the only two. But uh, the New American Standard Bible version, NASB, highly respected. I believe it's probably the foremost or one of the top translations that is highly regarded by a lot of scholars because I think they capture um, the original text uh, when they translated um, Hebrew into English. He the Old Testament was written in Aramaic and Hebrew, New Testament in Greek and things like that. But nevertheless, uh, the New American Standard Bible version is, is widely respected. I also like the King James Version, which is like the first Bible version. You know, it's kind of old school, but it just kind of drop it like it's hot or just, you know, it puts it, it just presents it like it was basically. Nevertheless, the New American Standard Bible says in Genesis 37 verse 5 that then Joseph had a dream. The King James Version says and Joseph had a dream. The words then and and are conjunctions. And the way conjunctions work, basically, a conjunction joins two words together or two things together. Okay, so basically, uh, what comes before a conjunction is connected to what comes after it. Okay, so in this case, they hated him. In verse 4 of Genesis 37, the New American Standard Bible version starts with, Then Joseph had a dream. The King James Version says, And Joseph had a dream. The point I'm trying to make is that the hate triggered the dream. Let that sink in a little bit. Pause a little bit. Think about it. The hate triggered the dream. 
the brothers discovered their dad loved Joseph more than he loved them, so they hated him and Joseph had a dream. New American Standard Bible says, then Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. They hated him even more. Then in verse 8, it says, they hated him for his dreams and his words. And guess what happens in the next verse? Genesis 37 verse 9. The NASB says, then he had yet another dream. KJV says, and he had another dream. I'm trying to tell you that the hate, the rejection triggered the dream. And that's what I've been trying to tell people for the past 11 years. There, the, there's a purpose behind the adversity. There's a purpose behind the hate. There's a purpose behind people not wanting you. God is using it to push you, to propel you to the things he has for you. They hated him. He had the first dream. They hated him more. He had another dream. And what happens after he had another dream in Genesis 37 verse 9? And they were jealous of him. Genesis 37 verse 11. Are you going with the flow of the story here? Genesis 37, verse 4. They hated him because his dad loved him more than he loved them. Verse 5. And or then he had a dream. They hated him even more for his dream and his words. Verse 9. And or then he had yet another dream. And that triggered jealousy. The King James Version says, and they envied him. Okay. So now, not only do they hate him now, they are jealous of him. That's a whole other level of animosity against Joseph. And what did that jealousy do? It triggered him to move forward toward his destiny. So everything that was happening to Joseph was a trigger for him to get closer to the plan God had for him. So in Genesis 37 verses 19 and 20, the Bible says, while they saw Joseph from afar, Joseph was coming to look for his brothers. They saw him from afar and they were like, here comes the dreamer. And they began to plot. They said, let's kill him and throw him in a pit and say an animal killed him. And we'll see what will happen to his dreams. Little did they know that they were actually helping him to actualize his dreams. The original plan was to kill him, but they ended up selling him to slavery to Egypt. You can read the story in Genesis 37, okay? So jealousy got him to Egypt, and that's how he ended up in Potiphar's house. And in Genesis uh, 39 verses 1 and 2, the Bible says he ends up serving Potiphar, and God was with him. So he became successful. Wow. And God was with him and he became successful. I'm reminded of Psalm, I believe it's 34 verse 18 or 19. Uh, one of those verses, it says that God is close to those who have a broken heart 
and such as have a contrite spirit. Sometimes before you can get your break, you have to be broken. Sometimes before you can get your break, you have to be broken. God is close to those who have a broken heart. All this while, we hear uh, Joseph's dad loved him, but uh, nothing about God being with him. Of course, God was with him, but the presence of God is even more pronounced to those whose hearts are broken. And the Bible says, and God was with him, so he became successful while he's in a rejected state. I, I wanted to share that with you. But let me tell you what sealed this for me, okay? Uh, Genesis 29, verse 31. This has more to do with Joseph's stepmom or his brother's mom. You know, it goes back to his dad again. <laughs> his dad, man. His dad loved Joseph more than his brothers. This kind of triggered the whole thing. And check this out. He also loved Joseph's mom more than some of his brother's mom. Uh, Jacob married uh, two women. Uh, Rachel, who he really wanted, he was deceived in marrying Leah, who was the mom of some of his other brothers, okay? But in Genesis 29, 31, check this out. The NASB says, when God saw that Leah was unloved, God opened her womb. When God saw she was unloved and God opened her womb. The NASB was trying to be slick when it says she was unloved because they were trying to break it down to explain what was happening. But the King James, the King James Version is very raw. The King James Version says when God saw she was hated, God opened her womb. That word hate is the same word when it says that the brothers hated Joseph. That same hate, that Hebrew translated as hate, is the same Hebrew word translated as hate in Genesis 29, 31. And see what happened. That's what I've been trying to say. The hate or the rejection triggered God opening up her womb. And I'm saying to you, you're watching right now. I don't know if you're dealing with people not wanting you, not liking you, having something against you, dealing with adversity. And while you're dealing with that, Perhaps you having all these visions and having all these ideas and all these innovations floating around in your mind, in your head. You're thinking about all these things and little do you know that there may be a connection between all this inspiration, all this creativity, all these things bubbling up in your heart and in your mind. And you're not aware that it's likely connected to the adversity you're facing because the hate, the adversity, the rejection is triggering the dream. God uses rejection to open things up inside of you, to open your creativity, to open the womb of your imagination, to make things happen, to fulfill your destiny. I want to encourage you with that. I know it's painful. I know it's heartbreaking, but be encouraged because God is close to those who are brokenhearted and such as have a contrite spirit. Be encouraged. There's a purpose behind the rebuff, the refusal, being overlooked, being unwanted, being told no. God lets people tell you no so that you can say yes to God and his plan for your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege of your word. I pray for the person watching right now.
especially those who are brokenhearted, who are dealing with rejection or any feeling of not being wanted or being valued or being appreciated. Father God, I pray that you help them feel your presence. I pray that you comfort them. I speak life into them. I speak hope into them. I speak encouragement into them. I speak joy into them. I thank you, Lord, that your joy is their strength. Father, I pray that you strengthen them. And I, I pray that you help them realize that you're with them to make them successful, just like you were with Joseph. At this point, they feel like you're not even there or you're not even aware of what they're going through. But you are closer to them than they think. Father, I pray that you heal them, restore them, and continue to help them reach and fulfill your plan for their lives. Perfect, establish, establish, strengthen, and settle them, Father God. Supply all their need according to your riches and glory. Thank you, Father, for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share it with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.